You there? I am. Can you do me a huge favor, actually? Can you turn you off mean? your Zoom video for a second? Okay. Daryl. <laughs> this picture! Have you seen this picture? What are you talking about? The picture you have as your, like, stand-in. It doesn't just say Daryl W. There's a picture of you. What is it? It's like a real biz. It might be your, like, company profile picture or something. Hmm, that's you possible. Look very profesh. You're standing against sort of a gray ombre background, gray shirt, folded arms, big smile. Oh, you like big that hair. one? Oh, I know that picture. Yeah. So that, that picture was taken professionally, mm-hmm. sort of, by. Um, I believe it was Andrea House, who worked at Quirky.com. Oh. We had had very, very nice just profile pictures for everybody because we had in-house creative. So that was one of the ones that was there. And it's been my, I don't know, it's kind of like you're, you have that one picture just like, all right, if you really need me to post something professionally, just that's the one. I got a pic for you. Yeah. 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 I'm I'm due for a refresher, honestly, but it's been tough in the past couple of years because I like don't go anywhere. When am I going to have a nice professional picture of myself taken? I hear you. I had a picture once taken for a company photo, like when I actually my the, the year and a half I had a real job, and it took uh-huh. forever to schedule. And I'd met this photographer before because she like came into the office, you know, every three months to take a round of pictures for people. Who had gotten hired or got whatever. I had a huge crush on this photographer. Oh, uh-huh. I mean, out of this astronomical crush. So every time she was in that, like, you know, I didn't want, you know, I just, like, make a point <laughs> to say hello. Stop by. Sure, sure. I'd stop by and say, how's the biz? Mm-hmm. Um, so when it came time to take my picture, I was kind of excited. And I like put on what I thought was a nice shirt and I get there and then like, I'm like, get in front of her and she looks at me and she's like, did you not read the email? (laughs) I was like, no, it's time for my picture. She's like, no, 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 it is time for your picture. The email says, don't wear a white shirt because I have a fucking white background and like, Mm differentiating you from the background is takes me way longer. <laughs> You've literally just cost me like money by wearing a white shirt. <laughs> I was like, fuck. She <laughs> 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 so was like, all right, well just get in the fucking pick a shirt and we'll take it. And then you'll uh-huh. leave. And that's what happened. That was the but end they of really that. Need- what they really needed, and we had this at quirky.com, yeah. which we had a like a closet that had a you know, half wardrobe full mm. of appropriate stuff. A little costume change. Oh, but you like show up in the wrong shirt? Prop, prop closet. Know? Yeah. Maybe like a boa. Sure. <laughs> we had a, we had everything. Yeah. You want yeah, you want to go Sounds full good. Britney Spears? You can do it if you want to. We'll just shine it up to give it that real snake skin uh, yeah. post. All right, Hell you don't yeah. need the real thing. Yeah. 
That sounds amazing, man. Um, all right, well, this is no one likes, as you can obviously tell, this is no one likes the Tuna Podcast, the world's premier dedicated Fast and Furious podcast. My name is Nick Nocera. And I'm Daryl Wong. And uh, Daryl, every week we watch a Fast and Furious movie, do we not? This is true. Yeah, and this week we watched the fourth installment, Fast Ampersand Furious. Is that correct? This is true. Correcto. So, um, how was your watch through? Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Um, it sort of hit me. I mean, I, yeah. I forget sometimes when we watch these movies that the character Dominic Toretto is a bad guy. Mm. He's a mm. bad boy. All he right? Is. He's like straight up a criminal yeah. who does bad things. He yeah. has a history of like robbing people for, you know, and it starts off as, do you need to? You know, he needed to at right. the time. In the beginning of the movies, he needed to. Yeah. And now, though, like when you think about robbing for gas, they're trying to do this like give back to the people, Robin Hood kind of thing but mm. is it really that or are they doing it for fun and to make money and also he's profiteering that right yeah also like this guy has a job to do like mm-hmm. all you're doing is putting this guy out of work really i mean maybe you're like causing a few dollars worth of trouble for some bad actors or something um but yeah all you're really doing is like putting this guy out of work for a while. Wow. Like if you're the truck truck driver who got his whole shit stolen, mm-hmm. I'm not hiring that guy. In some cases, those uh, commercial truck drivers also own their vehicles. I don't know if this guy did, but that's a big, that's a huge. Yeah, a lot of times they own the cab, mm-hmm. but not right. the freight. Exactly. So, if he's just getting the tankers stolen, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Maybe he gets paid upon receipt. And if Mm -hmm. he shows up and he only has one tanker out of six. Mm -hmm. Also, who has a truck that long? How have we never talked about this? (laughs) It's a long truck. Is he carrying four? Is he carrying four? I think he's carrying four. Wow. Yeah. That seems against... Some sort of regulation, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I've never been to the Dominican Republic. Have you? No. no. So I don't know what their laws are like or what their roads mm-hmm. are like. Mm-hmm. I imagine this was filmed in California and not the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. But... Doesn't seem yeah. like a good idea. Doesn't seem like a good idea. Also, his cab explodes, right? He jumps out. They it knock go, off it flies the, off the back, like, too. Yeah. And that's unsalvageable. That so, is true. He probably is doing some, some flesh wounds, may or may not have comprehensive health insurance. Totally. Perhaps has a broken arm or two, you know? Yeah. Or four. Or four. <laughs> You have four broken arms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's tough, man. It's tough. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, to go back to it, I mean, Tom 
Tom's a bad guy, and he continues to kind of be a bad guy for a little while. Fast yeah. Five is just, you know, stealing for glory. And yeah, it's really like, give us until, money. Mm-hmm. And it I really like is until six, until um, yeah. they try to, you know, force force the narrative change where, hey, Dominic Toretto, he's in the family, and right. he doesn't do this for self-benefit anymore. Right. He does it to help people. It's kind of more fun when they're, like, robbers, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of like that. And, like, it's the lawman gone bad with Paul Walker. Like, that's fun. Right. Yeah. We're not getting it back. I'll tell you that. He can't now go be like, oh, we're going to like steal a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. There's too many social implications that I feel like people are more aware of now than they were in 2011. Mm-hmm. There's too many. There's too much like, well, where's the money coming from? Who are you taking it from? Like, what, what could it be going towards that? You know, rather than you buying a villa in Spain it could be going towards, you know, helping other people buy villas in Spain or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. So I just feel like people may pay more attention to that now when would be more critical of it and seeing it in a film. And thus, they needed to sort of switch the narrative over from cops and robbers um, and the anti-hero thing to, like, world superheroes and Mm-hmm. Pack stars and um, vehicular, you know, covert ops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think for that reason, we're also never going to see a street race anymore because it sends the wrong message. Does it? I think so. I mean, I think street racing, you know, in real life, bad. Don't do it. Please don't. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like there's definitely dudes around here that I hear at one o'clock in the morning. Right. I'm like, let it, fucking let them rip. You know? I mean, like, I, yeah, it, I'm mixed. I'm mixed. Yeah. I, of course, I like the idea that here's, hey, you've worked on this car. You want to drive it fast. That's fantastic. I'm glad you get to have this hobby. But, you know, the public safety piece of it is of concern. Right. You, you should enjoy your hobby to the extent where it doesn't kill others. And street racing, unfortunately, has... Uh, has deadly implications. It's deadly right. results. And not just, for, not just for you. Yeah. I mean, I get that. I still... <laughs> I'm like, yeah, let it rip. Even the dudes... Uh-huh. You know the, like, the guys on the dirt bikes in the cities? I like those guys. Yeah, let like those guys. motherfuckers <laughs> <laughs> To my knowledge, they don't hurt anybody, okay? They don't it's hurt like, nobody. It's, they just hurt themselves. You fall off, all right, you knew the consequences. Yeah, but you can hear them coming. Like, oh, I hear them coming, I set to the side, I enjoy the show, it passes, great. No danger to me. I love it. I love those guys. <laughs> and like when I saw Creed for the first time, that movie, mm-hmm. and he's in the training montage in Philly. He's fucking running. He's like running the gym or whatever. And the dudes on the fucking dirt bike start ripping next to him. I was like, yeah. Yeah. This movie rules. 
Yeah, I'll say in 2009, like, think I did think about, like, what this scene must have meant to people in 2009. I don't know that I saw this in theaters. Like, I don't know that mm-hmm. I was as attuned to Fast and Furious then as I am now, obviously. Mm. It's been a big shift in my life doing this pop. So I don't know that I saw this movie in theaters originally. Did you? I did. Yeah, for I sure. remember. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was at UC Santa Cruz. We went downtown. It might have yeah. been, I'm not sure if it was an opening night, but it was certainly close to the release. And yeah. Went with a few friends and it was nice. Um, well, I don't think I did. I do think I saw Fast Five in theaters, though, when I was at Purchase. Mm-hmm. But here's what I'll say. This must have just meant the world to people, this scene. Like, you get a little tease of Tokyo Drift, but, like, did everybody see that in theaters? I don't know. But then you see it on DVD, and you're like, oh, little Dom Toretto, what are they going to do with this? I don't, I don't know. And then it's like, okay, all the good shit from Tokyo Drift, let's take that and like, let's put it in the main franchise. We're going to make a big thing. And, like, this scene hits, and it's like, you know, like, just mm-hmm. right away, it's like, oh, there's Dom, there's Brian, there's Han from the last movie. We loved Han, you know? And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, stepping on the back of a truck, here's Letty fucking leaning this thing over, spray ice. I mean, it's just like such a return to form, like such a huge, like, silver platter moment of like, here you go. Mm-hmm. Everything you ever wanted, here it is. Justin Lin, he's the guy we trust, and clearly he's got a vision, and clearly that vision works with what uh, Vin wants to bring to the table. So, you know, double thumbs up. It just must have been an amazing moment. Was it Mm -hmm. for you? Uh, Yeah, it definitely was. I mean, it brings it back to, like, the original, kind of a Bond opening, right? Encapsulated, this is, boom, this is what you're looking for. Huge dopamine hit within the first few minutes of the movie, that's great. Yeah, I will say, I think if I try to place myself back in 2009, like we sort of take it for granted because we watch these movies all the time, but I think the Letty death was also a lot uh, more dramatic when I reached Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is weird. I mean, it's both, I get it. Like we've been waiting for eight years to see Letizia or tease again. Just see her. Mm-hmm. But she really is in like one movie and not that much of the first movie. Mm-hmm. She clearly, Michelle, like made an impact. Mm-hmm. And I think between, I mean, 2009 was a big year for Michelle. She has Avatar the same, the same year. Oh, Damn. Yeah. Huge. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think an Avatar comes out. Now, this is summer, and Avatar comes out like this it's late, I think. I think it's like November. Is that true? Hmm. I'll look it up. Yeah. Um, so anyway, but she's like, I feel like grown her status since 2001 in a good way. She's like, really, I feel like I was aware of who Michelle... I think in 2001, I was clearly not aware of who Michelle Rodriguez was. 
And I think in 2009, I knew who this person was. Even if I wasn't like, yes, that's someone I, you know, follow and am interested in. I at least was like, yeah, I know who that lady is. Like, I've seen her in Lost and shit once in a while, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that may have helped in terms of, like, the anticipation, or not even anticipation, but just the revelry in seeing Letty being like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Michelle. You know, maybe it's like more mm-hmm. of that vibe. I don't know. Um, yeah, 17th of December, Avatar. It was right before. Mm. It was a fucking Christmas movie, which is insane. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It took me a while to watch Avatar, but I watched it in theater. And I remember, I think that was probably one of the first years that they were doing... Um, like IMAX 3D. Yeah. And I went and uh, my girlfriend at the time like got so sick from <laughs> watching it. This is 2009. This just, is before I knew you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just nauseated. But I think it's time. throw up in the like, popcorn right. and shit? <laughs> just couldn't stand it. I was like, you know, I wasn't the gentleman that I am today, but I yeah, I didn't really know what to do, so I just sort of kept watching the movie. I was like, gotta, oh, I you mean, gotta lean yeah. the the other way. <laughs> like you know, there's two armrests, and and if you're with a companion, maybe you're like leaning that way a little bit. All you did was just sort of make the shift uh-huh. over to the other side. <laughs> yeah, keep focusing on the. Movie. I'll say Avatar IMAX in 3D. It's the only good application of 3D I've ever seen. I've hated 3D from the moment it had its sort of peak resurgence. I'm glad Mm -hmm. it's sort of gone again. Yeah. I hated it. And even the real D glasses, my big problem with those real Ds, it was nice that you didn't have the blue and red colors anymore, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it wasn't fucking with that. But... The problem with the real, the sort of stereo, uh, I forget what the, whatever. It has lines going this way and going this way. Mm-hmm. Horizontal kind of vertical, uh, very striations. Right, right, right. Yeah. But they just look like sunglasses a little bit. Mm-hmm. They mute the colors so much that the movies ended up looking like a Zoom call. Mm-hmm. You know, where it was just like, Everything was super washed out. And when you like took your glasses off for a sec and looked at it, yeah, it was a little fuzzy on the edges because of the 3D projection. But the colors were so much better and so much more vibrant and more interesting that that once I realized that was the case, I like I was like out on 3D. I was like, oh mm-hmm. well, if this is the state of the technology, it's not ready, it's not good. Yeah. And Avatar was so pungently saturated with color already that even muting it down a little bit didn't have a huge effect for me. And like just Cameron knowing what the fuck to do with it was incredible. It was like, I mean, there were movies maybe one year, two years before that were in 3D. But that was the peak, and it was the only one mm-hmm. that ever really worked for me. It was an amazing experience yeah. watching it. <laughs> yeah. A movie, 
I still like to this day. Uh-huh. It's good. Yeah? Yep. <laughs> I haven't so. seen it in a long time, but I agree on the colors. I agree with that kind of in real life, too. I'm mm. not... I've decided I don't like sunglasses. Unless mm-hmm. it's so bright that mm-hmm. I physically cannot see, I'm a no-sunglasses guy. I like yeah. full color, okay? And... I don't know. I, I used like to wear what's going on. blue blockers. Do you remember those? Mm-hmm. I remember those. Which are orange, like, they're not even, they're just orange tinted glasses. They like mm-hmm. block out UV rays like a fucking Cyclops visor or something. And, mm-hmm. uh, it's, yeah. I mean, it doesn't like mute everything. It literally just turns everything orange as hell. And then you take them mm-hmm. off and you're like, Oh my god! <laughs> what happened? Yeah, my friend Bob used to wear blue blockers every day. He wore them at work. I don't understand. I, I like I don't know any person can live like that. I was gonna say, was there some sort of like military or tactical like reason for blue blockers to exist? I think they just like there's a UV scare. I think it's just like moral panic. <laughs> like, mm. like mass hysteria over like UV hitting your eyes in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Got it. So, All yeah, right, that's my guess. Um, do you have anything else to say about this movie? I didn't like it very much. When I watched no. It. Yeah. Um. The only the main thing I like picked up this watch through is. Why is there so much food in all of these movies, right? Our podcast is named after a food item, but mm. throughout these movies, like these are car movies or action adventure. Why the hell is there so much food in these movies? Like if you imagine yeah. you go through a, like if I think about Marvel movies or whatever, nobody eats anything ever, all right? And people in these movies are constantly eating and, you know, not even anything good. Right? The best thing they eat is the uh, backyard barbecue. Yeah. Otherwise, they're what eating What are you talking snacks. about not good? They look delicious. I mean, they make fun of each other because somebody's ruining the barbecue every Yeah, Tego time. and Omar are bad at cooking. Yeah. <laughs> Running joke. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, I have the definitive answer for you on the food question and mm-hmm. why the Marvel movies don't. I can answer. I mean, it's three words. I got three words. I can get this solved for you. That requires no further discussion. Hmm. In three words. Food is family. Hmm. Food's family. It's what families do together. Mm-hmm. They eat. Guess so. I guess so. Yeah. Food I mean, is family. What else do you? What else do you do with your family? Have you ever been to like a girlfriend's house for the holidays or something and their family sits down and like plays a board game together and you're like, you guys are psychopaths. Can we just fucking like eat a meal and then go to our separate rooms and look at our phones? That's what normal families do. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, I do. Yeah. I mean, I, I've eaten at people's places. I mean, the board game night is nice. Game that is nice. That's crazy. That is crazy. That is crazy. I play a little cribbage with my mom, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. 
I'm good at board games. That's why I like playing them. I'm okay. I'm okay. I don't know. I've never gotten tactical into like the board game weeds playing like, you know, um, crazy like, you, you know, like Cold War, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, tactical strategy games or, right. or I've never been, you know, whatever. So, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, food is family. Like, but, I don't, I, I think mean, I played Settlers of Catan once. Like, one time. I like that game. I'm yeah. very good at it. Yeah. You're good at it. And I've, I've also played some of the variations. I'm a strong Catan player. All right. Big words. Big words. Big words. <laughs> um, anyway, I like Buddha's family. It doesn't, I mean, I'll accept that. It doesn't totally explain why there's such a highlight on, like, just, like, random bullshit food, you know? Mm. Ice cappuccinos, like, too fast. They're stealing this. They're stealing the sandwich, right? We've got cha cha cha. We've got popcorn. We've got all these like. Mm. We've got Tokyo. the candy bars and six. Candy bars and six. I mean, but the, the candy bars is sort of a Roman thing. He mm-hmm. eats candy bars. It's like his deal. Right, right. Rome's fixation with food. We got all of this. We got the Chinese takeout. Like, I get you, man. Like, I just yeah. think it helps to connect these people as a family. Like, and the mm-hmm. superheroes are superheroes. They're not a family. They're like a team or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So they don't need to gather. They don't need to. Right. Right. They don't need to. And I think that's that's what I ultimately boil down to is like, it's what grounds um, the main characters into reality. Yeah. And like, one step further, maybe it grounds them into a reality where they have to spend all their money, time, and resources on building cars and rebuilding cars constantly that they can't get. get their, they can't make. They can't make nice food. All right. Well, They're constantly I mean, snacking. Yeah. yeah. So it's part of it. That's as far as I took it. You know, in movies, you often see the sort of one side of it, the eating side, but you never see the B side, the pooping mm-hmm. side. So <laughs> it's two sides of every coin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, Maybe that's uh, the next step in F ten to bring it truly yeah. down to earth. Maybe F ten is just like a big pooping <laughs> extravagance. <laughs> they all sit in a circular pooping laboratory. And... Mm-hmm. Alright, this podcast has gone off the rails. I'm sorry. I launched this podcast off the rails. We're gonna bring it back. We're not a couple of boys who sit around and talk about food. Mm-hmm. It's not what we do. It's not what we do, it's not our style. Don't like it. Anyway, you want to do shout outs? Are you yeah. ready for that? I'm ready. All Are right. Ready? What do you want to shout out? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. What do you want to shout out mm-hmm. to? Um, so it's the dead of winter in New mm. York, but I had to go and run an errand and I decided mm. I was going to go for a bike ride. But one of the key things. Why? I'm still, I still have successfully avoided. Omicron and coronavirus for the entirety mm-hmm. of these last two years. So I uh, sold the car, obviously, as you, the listeners, know. I guess so. So yeah. I got a way to get. I got a way to get around. But one of the most game-changing pieces of clothing that I was recently gifted 
is a Goreware, a sort of the company behind Gore-Tex. Gore-Tex, a, yeah, I've heard of that. I got a yeah, I got a Goreware cycling cap. It's a normal hat, but it has ear flaps. And the difference nice. between riding around with and without these things is just unbelievable. Yeah, I can imagine. So cold really weather today. plus wind mm-hmm. in your face. Ugh. Do you have gla- goggles? No glasses, goggles. no goggles. That is a normal thing that you would wear. I don't have. I mean, for the main reason, which is I don't. I like to see full resolution. I do have sometimes a problem, as you've stated before previously on this podcast. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I do. I mean, I should probably get like a like a clear tint or something from when it's really mm. windy, really wet. Uh, but otherwise, I don't wear. I don't wear eye protection. But this hat, like it was in the 30s when I was riding around, just didn't have to think about head warmth, ear warmth whatsoever. So I enjoyed that. Um, I'm pro that. Ears being cold is one of the worst things to be cold. Um, And I'm a guy who gets, not even just from cold, I get hot ear. Mm -hmm. You know what this is? Uh, I'm not sure if I'm familiar. Just like one hot ear. I don't really know what causes it, but mm-hmm. once in a while I get a hot ear. It just gets hot. <laughs> I mean, I get a hot ear when I do this podcast. Well, yeah, I'm, like, yeah. I, I'm not talking about it. It's like extremely hot to the touch. Mm, like my ear randomly gets super hot. Mm-hmm. And I think it has to do with an excess amount of blood like coming into that area for some reason. I don't actually know what causes it, but if I cold a cold pack, it kind of knocks it down, knocks it back mm-hmm. knocks it down. But it is definitely exasperated, exacerbated um, by like if I get my ears very cold and they lose feeling, and then I walk into a hot room and they mm-hmm. very quickly come back up to temperature. They like overcompensate and put too much, like rush too much blood in there and like get burning hot. Mm-hmm. So if I can keep my ears regulated at some stage, it's better. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I mean, I'll, I also, in, in sort of riding around in the extreme cold, I think I've gotten, I think my hands and my toes were the coldest they'd ever been before. There's like stages of cold. Gotta get you gloves. Know, watch. Gotta get those I was wearing, shoes. Yeah, I was wearing gloves at the time, and it was all good, but it was definitely cold enough. I was just like, oh, shit. Mm. You, there's, like, phases of it. It's, mm-hmm. like, cold, then deep cold, and, like, it stings, and then it sort of, like, gets numb and starts feeling warm again. Yeah. But it was so cold that when I, like, got in the shower later on, like, it wasn't warming up fast enough, and it was, like, turning kind of purple. I don't know what the stages are for frostburn, but for frostbite, but... Definitely had gotten to you. I've been there only once on the motorcycle in November, Mm -hmm. driving on the highway for like an hour. Yeah. And I had gloves on. Yeah. Uh, My fingers wanted to kill themselves. They were so, they were just, I couldn't move. I mean, it was like at the point where I couldn't move my fingers. Terrible. Mm -hmm. So watch your fingers, watch your toes, watch your ears. You need some Gore-Tex for your other extremities. 
I think so. Yeah. But they make like socks or whatever. They definitely make gloves. They probably mm. make little socks booties. or booties or something. Yeah. A galosh. Mm. Um, all right. I want to shout out this week. I've been playing a lot of Microsoft Flight Simulator. Cool. <laughs> a shitload. Mm-hmm. Some people in my life would say too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm puddle hopping all over, um, flying a shuttle New York to Boston, Boston, New York. I'm flying Air New Zealand from Auckland to Christchurch. I'm flying all over. It's fun as fuck. And I don't mm-hmm. know, I don't really understand. Like, it's so relaxing. Mm-hmm. Um, because ultimately, like, takeoff, land, like, there's things you got to think about. You know, like airspeed, um, you know, throttle, like throttle, airspeed, flaps, landing gear. I mean, there's like, you know, climb attitudes, turning attitudes. Um, But like ultimately, once you're like cruising altitude, you know, 30,000 feet, 36,000 feet, just chilling. Mm-hmm. I just like I don't I don't understand. It's just like I can stare at this fucking thing for hours, dog. Like, all right. So, basic question here in mm. a flight simulator: Do you fly real time? It's like, real time, <laughs> and it's real as hell. Um, how do they like? What do they do? Like, once you're at altitude, like you spend like don't you spend eighty percent of your trip like just cruising? Yep. Do they do they throw you a weather event or what? nothing? What if you want? You can set parameters for like weather events. You can fly in rain, snow. You can set parameters for catastrophic like failure events. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't gotten in. The, I'm not as I'm not good enough a pilot yet. Right. Still working on the takeoff, the landings especially. Landing is a tough thing. You have to basically what I'm learning. Is landing a plane is very, very, very gracefully falling the fuck out of the sky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like to a degree that you're like, oh, I thought it was different. <laughs> uh-huh. But nope. Nope. Just kind of falling. So um I'm working on that. I mean, I'm having a great time. I'm learning, I'm weirdly like learning a lot about how flying works. Which mm-hmm. I think might help next time I fly because mm-hmm. I'm not a very good flyer. Um, and you get to fly a d- bunch of different stuff. You fly like little Cessnas and little prop planes and turbo props. I flew around Mount Everest the other day in the Himalayas. What? Yeah, man. I flew like I went to Northampton Airfield and flew a Cessna around my hometown. Mm-hmm. And the th- the most amazing shit is all the topography, all the buildings, everything, all the cities is live updated. What? It uses like Microsoft Bing Maps to like live populate your shit. And the weather is also live updated. What? Or you can set it to have live weather. So if there's like a thunderstorm or a rainstorm that runs through, it's going to run through. It's amazing. 
Whoa. It is straight up amazing. It like downloads meteorological shit. It's so much fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't handle. I mean, it's incredibly nerdy. People shouldn't do it. I've wasted a lot of hours on it already. <laughs> like an embarrassing amount. Mm-hmm. But I'm having a fucking great time. I'm doing this little bush adventure where I'm flying from leg to leg in the Sierra Nevadas right now mm-hmm. in a little prop plane. And they don't give you a little, they don't give you a GPS tracker. So you're, I'm, I'm like just leaning out the window <laughs> trying to like look at landmarks and then like look at my map and be like, oh, I think that body of water is this. And like the airfield's up here. I just like, it's amazing. It's so much wow. fun. Yeah. That's a, that's a super cool shout out. I'm glad yep. you're having fun with that. And I'm glad it's also educational. Yeah. And that's super sweet. Uh, yeah. Do you have to have specific equipment to run this flight simulator? Yeah. I have a fairly robust computer for work. I do a lot of 3D graphics and 3D modeling and shit. This computer game melts my fucking shit. Like, <laughs> absolutely churning at like 100%. I don't even have it on the highest graphical set. Like, melts my shit. So, and I've seen dudes out there build like giant rigs, not just computing rigs, but like three monitor setups with chairs and like, you know, MoCAS joysticks and shit like that. Mm -hmm. So I don't have any of that stuff. I got like a PS4 controller I'm using, but it's a Uh good time. Wow. I'm having a good time. That's super cool. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know. If If you played, you could... Let me know. Let us know mm-hmm. about it uh, at Nolt Podcast, N-O-L-T-T Podcast on Twitter. Uh, we're No One Likes to Tune Podcast on Instagram. We are No One Likes to Tune Podcast on gmail.com. No, uh, Patreon.com slash No One Likes to Tune Podcast. We are, we, we are, we've posted our first transporter episode we're gonna post a second in about a week or so maybe two weeks and then um the third will be coming up so look forward to that we're gonna try to release one every month that's basically my goal and um so that's going on on patreon throw us a buck you can listen to all that stuff otherwise you know rate and review us um apple podcast maybe not spotify <laughs> I don't know. Do what you feel is right. Anyway, that's it from me, Daryl. All right, let's call it. Next week, we're keeping it in order. Fast five. Talk to you soon. Later, brother. <laughs>